Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is, well, I don't know if you're listening on this day, but the day I'm talking to you is, actually, that's incorrect too. This episode posted on January 17th, 2020. I recorded it on the 16th. You might be listening to it on the 20th or the 21st. Who knows? But the official date of this podcast is January 17th, 2020. It's Friday, or Fry-yay, as the kids say, and we've got a special episode on deck for you today in the Chicago Sun-Times. Ben Pope published his list of the Blackhawks' top 10 prospects. We are going to talk about all 10 of them with Ben Pope. He joins us from the Montreal airport in moments, but first, want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Voicemail, 708-653-0572. Email, Locked on Blackhawks at gmail.com. Twitter account at LO underscore Blackhawks. Follow me on Twitter at jayzawaski 670 And of course, check out my Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, my original, my long-form Blackhawks podcast. New episode dropped Thursday afternoon. I think you will enjoy it if you're a Blackhawks fan, and I assume you are because you're listening to Locked on Blackhawks. So remember, Talk Back Tuesday that comes on Tuesday. It's being recorded on Monday. Get those questions in. The Hawks have won three games in a row. Everyone's feeling good, right? Well, they've got back-to-back games against Toronto and Winnipeg, and I'm very interested to hear the difference in tone from the calls I get Friday to the calls I get Monday. <laughs> I'm, I hope I hope the Hawks make it five in a row. That would be great. But it's going to be a very interesting and very telling weekend Plenty of time to react to that on Monday. So without further ado, let's get to Ben Pope at the Chicago Sun-Times. He joined us live. Not live. This is a podcast. I am all, man, I am a professional something. I'm all over it today. Today is Friday, the 17th of January, as far as you know. Ben Pope is joining us, air quotes, live from the Montreal airport with his top 10 list of Blackhawks prospects. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Pope CST. Ben, thanks for taking some time out to chat with us today. Yeah, no problem. Glad we could uh, arrange this, and I hope the French announcements don't uh, <laughs> cloud over my mouth. Well, fortunately, my other job as a radio producer has taught me how to ride the levels pretty well, so I think I'll be able to control it decently. So your number 10 prospect on the Blackhawks list right now is Antti Sorella. His brother, Alexei, was acquired by the Blackhawks this summer and then was quickly traded out of the organization at his request number 10 in the organization and in an organization that's not very deep in prospects right now what is his path to the nhl and if he does arrive ever is he more of a bottom six kind of a player in your eyes yeah i'd say so i don't think uh is a top prospect by by any means and i looked at a number of other guys for this spot uh, to me there was a clear nine guys who, who should be here and and for 10 it was a little bit more of a crapshoot, but uh, he was a fourth-round pick this past season, and I think he's several years away for sure, but uh, he was pretty decent, came over for development camp, uh, stood out a little bit, and, and I think uh, he, he's shown some potential. It's tough for guys at that age to even crack the top leagues in Scandinavia, and when they do, they're normally putting up stat lines of like two points in the season, so for that he's contributed a little bit is uh, encouraging to see, and uh, he was able to do that last year too. So um, I think it's, it'll be longer down the road before he 
starts to get relevant at the professional stage. But uh, it seems like the Hawks could have a, a decent prospect in him. Well, what happened with his brother, Alexi? I know he wanted to play in the NHL, but he's a guy with a lot of talent that's bounced around from organization to organization. Is there sort of a character concern with Alexi, and is there any concern with his brother, Antti, at all? Well, with uh, Alexi, I think it's he doesn't seem to be a big fan of the AHL, that's for sure. <laughs> I know he was the Panthers are his fourth organization already, and I know when he was traded to the Blackhawks from the Hurricanes over the summer, uh, it was because he'd been frustrated that the Hurricanes hadn't called him up and given him a chance in the NHL, and uh, I guess he thought that uh, a change of scenery might help him break through. And clearly that didn't happen in Chicago, and it hasn't really happened in Florida either. But uh, I'm not sure it's more character issue, more just uh, dissatisfaction with role. And I haven't uh, really talked to Antti about that. and I don't think it's really on his mind yet at this point. He's still 18 and playing in Finland, but I wouldn't say it's too big of an issue. Number nine is 19-year-old goaltender Alexis Gravel. He's playing in Halifax of the QMJHL right now. He's 9-12-2 with a .888 save percentage, looked good in camp, got some preseason action, and he just sort of looks the part to me. But when we're looking at the Blackhawks' goaltending situation organizationally, there's Colin Delia, there's Kevin Lankinen, who is on a quick trajectory uh, organizationally. Where does he? So Gravel has to fall in probably third on the depth chart of the organization, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so for now. Um, I think the one thing he has going for him is he's only 19 years old right. and both, well, Dealey is 25 and, and Lankin is 24, I think. So they're on the older end for prospects. And certainly with goalies, it takes them longer to develop. And it's a lot more common to see guys in their mid-20s becoming NHL-ready at that point. But Gravel has a lot of years on those guys. And it's been a disappointing season for him. He was uh, one of the best goalies in the QMJHL last year. He had a 9-13 save percentage, went 33-13-2. So for him to be below 500 and below 900 save percentage is disappointing, but I really loved what I saw from him at, in Traverse City in, in the preseason. I thought he, he really showed uh, a lot of tools, and he has size, too. He's 6'3", so um, I, I've been sad to see him not progressing more this season, but he still has a lot of time left, and uh, I think he could really turn out to be a, a pretty solid goaltender. Coming in at number eight on Ben Pope's list is Mackenzie Entwistle. He was acquired in the Marion Hosa deal uh, a couple years ago. I have really liked his game. 20 year old winger, not a big player by any means, but again, like I said with Gravel, he just kind of looks like an NHL player. He looks like he belongs on the ice, kind of in, at least in my eyes, like the Drake Kajula mold, a similar sort of a player, a guy with some. I wouldn't say high-end offensive skill, but he'll be able to put the puck in the net a little bit. But he has sort of embraced his role, and you wrote about this in the Sun-Times. He embraced his role as a bottom-six guy. That's where he projects in the NHL. How far away is Entwistle, and is that a guy who can get called up maybe this year if somehow more injuries occur? I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him in the NHL this year. He's been pretty productive in the AHL, and during development camp back in the summer, I notably recall Stan Bowman talking for several minutes about how pleased he is with Entwistle's development and uh, and how happy he is that he seems to realize what he's going to be in the NHL and be modeling his game even in the lower levels around that. A lot of guys, they maybe project as bottom six guys in the NHL, but they're still a star in Canadian juniors and a solid top six guy in the AHL, and they play like that. 
for Enwistle, he seems to realize where he projects, and even though maybe he could take on a first-line role, he's trying to like model himself around that sort of bottom-six grinder, and it seems like the Hawks are really happy with that. Uh, he has, he's averaging half a point per game in the AHL in his first season, and uh, even though he's 20, he, he plays like he's older than that. He, he has a really hard-nosed uh, kind of physical game, even though he's just average size and weight. So um, I think we could definitely see him pretty soon. And, and while his ceiling may not be that high, I think he has a very high likelihood of getting to what his ceiling is. I've been talking to you about spring training in Arizona for the last few weeks now. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training February March in Arizona is unreal. Not only is the weather perfect, the landscapes are beautiful. There is so much to do. Follow your favorite team to the Cactus League. 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75 degree temperatures. How does that sound right now? Pretty great. I cannot wait to be there the first week of March. I'm just counting down the days. Check out the great restaurants and bars, the craft breweries. Live music from local and national artists. There's museums. And I already mentioned the incredible landscape, the outdoors adventures. Go visit a ghost town. Take a bike trip. Go hiking. Take a Jeep tour. Get in a hot air balloon. There's something for everybody in Arizona, including the kids. Spring training is an awesome destination for families. They can meet the players. They can get autographs. There's family-friendly resorts and hotels that offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. There is so much to do. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. It's Lockdown Blackhawks. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our guest right now is Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times. He wrote his top 10 Blackhawks prospect rankings in the Sun-Times. Make sure you check it out. Really nice feature. Coming in at number seven is 20-year-old center Evan Barrett. He's now playing with Penn State, obviously, in the NCAA. He has 25 points in 22 games. This is a kid to keep an eye on. And, Ben, you write about it. The concern with Barrett is his skating ability and his acceleration. That's sort of the knock that was on Dylan Strom. And while Barrett has not produced the numbers uh, he's in college, Strom played junior, uh, that Strom did. Do you think it's something that with some time and with some strength development that, that could eventually come around, his skating, his speed? Yeah, for sure. I think it, it's pretty rare to find uh, a prospect that's perfect in every area. And, right. and if they are, they're going to be a first-round pick. So, uh, I mean, Barrett was a third-round pick a couple years ago, and this is his third year in college. So you wouldn't expect him to be a perfect forward, but um, – I think that while that is a concern, you're right that it's been on Strom and some other guys. And the Hawks have a really good conditioning and training team that has been able to help guys like Strom with, with his stride and his posture. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, he's been really productive at Penn State, one of the more uh, productive guys in college over these past three years. And he may not be another slam dunk prospect, but he's the guy that I think has a decent likelihood of making it to the NHL as maybe a third-line center. Next up on the list is one of my favorite Blackhawks prospects. Based on nothing but the fact that he's gigantic and a defenseman, that's Alex Vlasic, 18-year-old playing with Boston University, six foot six, but only 199 pounds. That is a giraffe on skates. I really like this pick. People seem to like the pick around the league when the Hawks made it. 
He's a project, no doubt about it. How soon could Alex Vlasic become an NHL player? It still feels like probably two or three years away at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Probably more in the three-year range, too. I mean, he, he needs to add... Uh, a couple dozen pounds, maybe, maybe not that much, but he needs to add some weight for sure. And I can help him. And he's going to be a BU for a while. Um, but I, I, the Hawks knew that going in. And, um, Vlasic was supposed to be sort of a borderline first, second round pick, and for him to fall to the Hawks in the second round was considered a, a pretty big steal at the time. And while he hasn't done too much yet as a freshman at BU, I think he's still trending in the right direction. And we'll start to analyze his day-to-day stuff more down the road. But but for now, I think he'll probably be on this these rankings of mine for a while. But uh, he should stay in that uh, top eight, top six range um, regardless. All right, well, now we're reaching the top five, uh, and we're getting to, uh, aside from this pick here, uh, a player that players that could probably make an impact this season at some point. We already mentioned Mackenzie Entwistle. He's a guy who Ben Pope and I kind of agree could make uh, some noise at the NHL this year. But your number five prospect, 18-year-old winger, Michael Tepley, he's with Winnipeg of the WHL, 35 points in 32 games. A fourth-round pick this last draft, but he has uh, scored a lot. <laughs> he's moving up the list, and your list especially. What is it about Tepley's game you like so much? Well, he was at the draft. Uh, it's pretty rare for the later-round picks to be there, and, and he was there, but his he didn't speak a lot of English at the time, and I wouldn't say myself or the other reporters there really knew who he was beforehand, so it was kind of an awkward interview, but um, in the past six months, he's gone from irrelevant to a top-five guy on my list and a guy that a lot of people are starting to pay attention to. He's come over to North America. The Hawks helped him find a junior team, uh, and he's been really productive. Uh, he's, it's the same team that Peyton Krebs, who was the first-round pick of Anaheim, plays on, and, and he's their leading scorer right now. He has 35 points in 32 games as an 18-year-old. Um, he made the Czech team in the World Juniors, which uh, wasn't he wasn't really expected to make, and then all of a sudden ended up being their top scorer, had five assists in five games, and uh, led them to a, a strong performance as a team. Um, I think if, if you redrafted last season draft, he would be a top 50 pick, maybe even a first-round pick. I mean, his stock has gone up incredibly fast for uh, someone who was a fourth-round pick and who wasn't really on anyone's radar prior to June. But I think the Hawks have to be really excited about that and that maybe they converted what was a pretty low-value pick into someone who can be a pretty high-value prospect. Number four on Ben Pope's list is the guy who was recalled Thursday afternoon Brandon Hagel, and really funny, we were having this interview, we were wrapping things up, Ben, and all of a sudden we looked at our phones and said, oh, Hagel got called up, so let's redo the scouting report on Hagel. Uh, now he's here. Uh, I wonder who's going to sit. We'll know that more clearly on Saturday. Uh, but here he is, Brandon Hagel. What can Blackhawks fans expect from him? What sort of role do you see him playing? Well, Hagel's taken a long route to get here. He was originally a Sabres draft pick, didn't get signed by them, then broke out for 102 points in juniors last season. Hawks picked him up. Uh, he, he was pretty good in the summer development stuff, uh, and then has, after a slow start in the AHL, has become Rockford's leading scorer goal-wise with 13 goals uh, in 38 games, 21 points overall. So, um, And the biggest thing about Hagel is he's just a really hard worker. I mean, every pro player is a hard worker to some extent, but with Hagel you can really feel it. It's, it's just tangible when he's on the ice. and uh, I, I think he projects as a bottom six guy, uh, I wouldn't say that he's going to be a star or a second or first line 
score, but uh, he, he has a really uh, well-rounded game, and uh, he works really hard, and I think he could he could be a good addition to the bottom six for sure and bring a little scoring punch with him. How would you compare his game to that of Matthew Highmore? Uh, well, Highmore is a little bit bigger guy, but I think Hagel has maybe a little bit better shot, uh, better hands to some extent. Uh, they're pretty comparable players, I'd say, uh, both uh, hardworking grinders who probably project as bottom six guys. Uh, but there's there's a few differences, and I, I think we'll see probably in the coming games if Hagel gets in the lineup uh, how exactly they're deployed differently and, and maybe what happens differently with the with them both on the ice. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are talking to Ben Pope. He is in the Montreal airport giving us his top 10 Blackhawks prospects. We've given you 10 through 4. Now let's get to the top 3. Number 3 on Ben Pope's list is defenseman Nicholas Bodin, 20 years old. He was the first-round pick later in the first round last year along with Adam Boquist. Uh, his big development issue, and, and most young defensemen are this way, it's not a nothing unique to Bodin, is the defensive game. But there's been some stuff written about him lately and how much of a student of hockey is and how much he gets the game. Ben writes in the Sun-Times here that uh, due to his remarkable hockey intelligence, his defensive development is, has happened much faster than most others. For me, Ben, I think Bodan was sort of unimpressive in my first few looks at him. But over the last, I would say, maybe two weeks to a month, you're starting to hear that name a little bit more. And uh, and his NHL future is starting to look like more of a reality. Yeah, you certainly followed a slower trajectory than Boquist or, or even some other guys. I mean, Boquist has been pretty fast, so it's hard to compare him to that. But right. uh, yeah, I think uh, I was really impressed talking to him in Rockford last week. I, I drove over and talked to some of the, the notable guys there, and his interview was really great. He's a really engaging guy, really understands every little minute detail that's going on and, and can recount it and talk about hypothetical situations offhand um it's really impressive how how intelligent he is and how much he understands the game and i think that has helped him overcome some of the things that were initially challenges for him in the past couple years since he's been drafted uh and i think being in rockford and getting more and more playing time as we go with the hawks calling up some guys has helped him and forced him to learn by fire a little bit and uh, his his offensive production was really good in juniors, and he took a step back with that in the fall to focus more on defense, and now we're seeing that come back as well. So um, Bodan's an interesting guy, and he's maybe not the safest first-round pick you'll see, but he's trending in the right direction now. Number two on your list is a really intriguing prospect for me, Philip Kurashev, 20-year-old center, 16 points in 29 games with Rockford, uh, the numbers don't jump off the page. They're solid. They don't jump off the page. But uh, as you write here in your piece, Ben, he's got top six ability, playmaking ability, and speed. Uh, where do, is there an NHL comp for Philip Kurashev? Anyone you can think of in today's game that might reflect Kurashev in a year or two? Oh, man. I'm, maybe if I had a little more time to prepare for that. But, um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I, don't ha- I don't have anything off the top of my head, but, but I think the – the, the big weakness with the Hawks prospect pool right now is that they don't have many top six forwards. And, I mean, we'll see about Tepley. It's early on for him. But the Kurashev is the one guy that I think pretty clearly projects to be a top six guy. He can create his own shot. He can be creative in the offensive zone. He can 
make passes the other guys wouldn't and deep past defenders and uh he's a little small and his defensive game needs some work but but he's really creative and dynamic offensively and the hawks have a lot of grinders but not a lot of guys like that so uh, i think that's something he really has going for him and like a lot of other guys uh, in Rockford, he, he had a slow start, but it, it's come around lately. He's been injured the past couple of weeks, which is unfortunate, but I believe it's, it's not expected to be a long-term issue. Uh, and it seems like he, he's getting more confident, too, and, and starting to understand more what it'll take to progressing in his career. So I, I'm excited to see where Kurosev goes. Um, I think we could see him maybe for a few games uh, in the NHL this year. I'm not sure he's NHL ready yet, but the Hawks might just want to get a look at him and see where he stacks up right now, especially maybe later in the season if they're not in playoff contention. Uh, but but next season definitely could be a big one for Kershaw. All right, number one on Ben Pope's list of Blackhawk prospects rankings. No surprise, 20-year-old defenseman playing at the University of Denver. He is the captain of the Denver team. It's Ian Mitchell. And I know the Hawks tried to get him signed last summer. Didn't work out. Is there some concern that Ian Mitchell does not sign with the Blackhawks? I know it's happened with uh, Kevin Hayes in the past. Any worry whatsoever that a deal doesn't get done? I think there's small worry just because the contract isn't inked and he's not too far from unrestricted free agency and everything. So it's certainly something to, to keep on their radar. But I think Hawks fans in general are a little too worried about it. Everything he said is that he wants to join the Blackhawks and it's he probably would have signed already if not for the NCAA rule that, that he can't keep playing at college if he signed. So I don't think his hesitancy is anything of, of like that he has a problem with the Hawks. It's more that he just uh, really likes his role in Denver, and Denver's uh, number four in the country right now and is a championship contender, and he's the captain, one of the best defenders in college hockey right now. So I can understand why he would want to be there for this season, even if the Hawks wish that he wasn't. And I think the, the success that Oquist and Dennis Gilbert have had in transitioning quickly into NHL roles, if anything, would just be further encouragement for him that uh, the Hawks are, are a good place for him to continue his career. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, and, and he's a really good def- defender. Uh, his, I think everyone pretty much knows about him right now, but, but he definitely has top top pair, top two pair potential for sure. And uh, he's getting pretty close to being NHL ready as well. He could be in the NHL already if if not for the whole college thing. So uh, there's definitely lots to be excited about, and I wouldn't say too much to be worried about. Great. Well, Ben, really appreciate you taking your time. I know it's a busy time of travel with two back-to-back games on Tuesday and Wednesday, and now you're traveling to Toronto. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule, and I'm sure we'll catch up and do some bigger picture Hawk stuff soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Anytime. That was Ben Pope. Blackhawks beat writer for the Chicago Sun-Times. Follow him on Twitter, at BenPopeCST. He has become one of my first Twitter searches when I'm looking for Blackhawks news. He is on top of everything. And like we said during that interview, the Blackhawks called up Brendan Hagel right as we finished. And he said, oh, look, I just got this. And I said, well, <laughs> let's let's redo it. Let's revoice that section of it. Uh, so we had the, the very latest stuff. And if he had not been paying attention like he always does... We would have missed it. So thank you to Ben Pope for joining the podcast. Thank you, the Locked On Blackhawks podcast listener, for tuning in. If you've not already done it, check out yesterday's Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Me and my partner, James Naveau, did some big picture stuff on the Hawks, on Dominic Kublik, Robin Leonard, Dylan Strom, all the big stories as we head towards the trade deadline here. So make sure you check that out. Follow the show on Twitter at Pod. With that, we're going to wrap things up here. 
on Lockdown Blackhawks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I know a little bit of a different episode today, but I hope you enjoyed it. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is Jay Zawoski. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Let's hope the Hawks can take four points from Toronto and Winnipeg and extend that winning streak to five games. Talk to you Monday, everybody. We'll be right back.